What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Rideshare Rodeo, Uber Lyft driver and gig economy news. Powered by UberLyftDrivers.com. I'm your host, SJ, and it's time to get it on. that drives for Uber and Lyft. Joe currently uses multiple phones to efficiently drive for Uber and Lyft. But this can be a pain at times and very unsafe. That was until Joe found Maximo, the rideshare app that automates Uber and Lyft ride requests. Maximo will use the filters set by Joe, like time, distance, and passenger rating, to determine which rides are best suited for Joe. When a ride request comes in, Joe doesn't need to worry. Maximo will automatically accept the ride request that matches his filters, and then turn off the app that isn't currently on a ride. Once Joe finishes the ride, Maximo will turn everything back on. This will allow Joe to focus more on his passengers and driving safe. Hey, what's up? Uh, well, that just jumped to seven from three. Hey, what's up, Thomas? How are you? Uh, what's up, Gary? Hey, what's up? <laughs> man, what's up I, was, I was just thinking when that video played, I was like, man, that's like watching an ad from like 1980 that I created. <laughs> you know, really? like, I, like, I like that. So I old. even asked you what that was. Yeah, but that that's doodly, like so right, old. or whatever. Yeah, it is. yeah it's doodly, yeah. but I need to redo it. I don't know. Yeah, if, if it, I mean, unless it took you painstaking hours, it seems like uh, I've seen that ad advertised before or the app, and it seems like it can put something decent together pretty quick. So, yeah, some of it's drag and drop and manipulation, timelines, things like that. John, how how are you doing, man? You got <coughs> no back good, from no the, uh, oh, I, I was also talking to John McKaylee because he went to the uh, urgent <laughs> care today. He said he was uh, sick. Uh, was sick I, I mean, nothing uh, yeah. like, I mean, nothing urgent. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> he wait, just wait. thought he was he thought he was sick or something. Or, it's, no, I think it's his out. attempt to get out of his steps. You know, I'm I told you we're having a competition and he's but losing. John doesn't know it. Well, he's still losing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So we're gonna shake it up a little bit tonight um and uh try a little bit different of a format. And if it works, then uh kind of work off that model a little bit more in the coming weeks. So we'll see how this goes. Uh, so we're all going to kind of present a different topic, but then we're all going to discuss it. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, everyone I think that. <laughs> well, let me introduce everybody <laughs> first. First of all, I accidentally introduced the wrong John. So first of all, John Dash Dash Theory TV. Thank you for joining us. Right, thank you for having me on here. Yeah. Last time uh, when John was here, he was taking my place because I had COVID and was like white as a ghost and couldn't breathe. I could never take kinds place. of stuff. <laughs> no, you you did though. You said you guys pulled off an awesome. I thought it was awesome. Team um, effort. 
So, uh, yeah, um, Kim from Kim Side Money Plans, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, Gary Middleton from Maximo App and yeah, DUH. I'm good. I'm good too. Good, good. Hannibal, what's up, man? Nothing much. It's been a really busy day. Uh, ex- excited. It's my best part of the day sitting here and talking to you guys. So I'm doing fantastic. And after this, you guys, for those interested, uh, Hannibal and Pedro's uh, podcast that I believe is on Wednesday nights. But he was yeah, in, caught we, in that loop of uh, when you go to YouTube and you're like, wait, I'm going to go live. And you're like, oops. But then there was, yeah, was the it was, NBA it, too. It was that. Yeah, it was that where I forgot to, I guess, enable streaming. And then to do that, you have to wait 24 hours. I forgot about that. But also, like there was like, you know, the NBA Finals Game 3, probably the most yeah. important game of the you know seven-game series. So we thought no one was going to watch anyway. So it was like, you know what? Let's just delay until tomorrow. Uh, but yep. for the usual, it'll be uh, Wednesdays at 10, pa- uh, 10 p.m. Eastern. So there you go. 10 Eastern, 7 Pacific. So, OK, so we have uh, some different topics here we're going to talk up on. Some of them you might think, uh, well, especially the first one we're going to talk about, Kim's going to start with. And I've talked about this a few times, but it's kind of hit, hit um, well, a new low is what I'll call it. But we'll see how Kim presents it. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be put on the spotlight now. No, no, no I want to hear. I want to hear exactly how you think of this. Okay. So this, I guess it was this past, this past week, um, Seattle passed a bill and it's called the pay, uh, pay up bill that they're going to guarantee a minimum wage for all um, gig workers, but from maybe I misread the article, but from what the article was saying, they already have something in place for Uber and Lyft, and it's more geared towards Uber Eats, DoorDash, Instacart, and the other gig apps that the other two don't fall into place. So it, it doesn't include a ride share because I guess they have their own thing, but they're trying to get it so that it's a minimum wage of 17 it was $17.27 which is Seattle's minimum wage they came up with this because from what i gather that they factor in like expenses as far as miles and gas and they said that most gig drivers were making $9 an hour I don't know. I, I kind of find that a little hard to believe. Um, DoorDash made a kind of like a comment in there as well, saying that they're going to be losing a lot of drivers opposed to helping drivers um, with this bill. So um, it's going to start in 2023. So this next coming year. So I, when I look at this and kind of other, you know, cities and states going through this, like, I feel like everybody wants it. And then once it gets there, they're like, oh, I don't know whether this is such a good thing. So I don't, I don't know how people in Seattle are feeling about this. I mean, maybe because I don't have it yet. So it'd be interesting to hear if someone here is from Seattle, um, just to see how they feel about it. But um, that's kind of the gist of what's kind of going on in Seattle. Yeah, the thing the thing about Seattle. So here's here's the way I see it: is that Seattle was gonna be the next California. They were running parallel when they started AB five. They were gonna do an AB five there too, um, type thing. And 
just go through that whole process of catching all the wrong people in the net, ruining people's lives who aren't in the gig economy or traditional one. But then they were going to modify it with like that New York thing that Hannibal might be familiar with where they took rideshare drivers a couple of years back and they said, okay, here's the $15 you'll get an hour. Plus you're going to get 1186 for expenses and wear and tear in your car. So it ended up being like 2687 or whatever it was. And what that actually did was made it so the drivers in New York City who are really good at their job couldn't make 50 anymore. It was the, it actually, the New York example was a perfect example of um, floor meets ceiling. Like if you're going to have a floor payment for everybody, that's going to be the ceiling payment as well. So if you're, if you're a hustler, if you get out there, if you earn, you're not going to be able to go out and earn 40, 50, 60 bucks an hour in New York anymore. You're going to earn 26, 87, 27, 80, whatever it is that everybody's earning because they need to, obviously these companies can't even make a profit. They need to balance that out. So they were going to take that and AB5 and then somewhere along the lines, and it was very surprising to me, they decided to take Uber and Lyft and move it over to the TLC in, in Washington state, which was, uh, which is for the taxi and limousine commission which made sense. If you're traveling passengers, that seems like a good road to go down for, okay, they should have to be on the same kind of somewhat standards as these guys. They're take, they're, they're transporting people, not food, all the same things as, as that, which also would have allowed them unionization, but not forced. Um, so a lot of good things were going to come of that. Now, uh, because let's be honest, in California, um, we've had dark, dark road run on about this, but I have all kinds of friends that I talk to in California who do rideshare and stuff. Rideshare drivers don't see any of Prop 22. Um, only the delivery drivers do. Because like even in San Francisco where Joe is, okay, just we've talked about this before, but I'll run through it quick. Where it's 19, whatever it is, if somebody in the chat knows, $19.70 is the minimum wage. But you have to pay 120% of minimum wage on the gig apps. So like Uber and Lyft have to pay $24 an hour for every active hour you do rideshare. But here's the thing. In San Francisco, every active hour you do rideshare, you're making more than $24. So they don't have to pay anything. But same thing applies in California to the delivery workers. If you work delivery apps um, like Instacart, you can only get one Instacart shop done in an hour. That's $7, right? Because that's the base pay. They can't use your tip or anything else. They have to use the base pay. So that's $7. And then for DoorDash and stuff, it's $3. You can't do more than two dashes in an hour. So that would be $6. So if you take six from 24, it's 18. If you take seven from 24, it's 17. That's what those companies have to make up for on every active hour from every person working the apps actively. So this Prop 22 solution was not a solution. It was a Band-Aid while they decided how to fight the unions. But now Seattle's pushing for this junk too, where they want to, they're like, well, include delivery drivers too. And it's like, first of all, the delivery drivers don't have to deal with people. So it's not the same standard. They don't have to drive as far. A lot of times they're within a two, three hour or three mile area. You know, a ride share could take you all around the state in a day. So you never know what's going to happen, but they're not using as much gas. They're not this, that, the other. 
But now all of a sudden they want back into this too. And I mean, California's all of this is, I mean, people can say it's not, but I've looked into this in quite detail. All of this is a move towards unionization. It's a, it's, it's like a, a it's a, tr- it's, it's kind of, I don't want to say a trick. It's not a trick, but everything's in place and everything's going this, the direction that it should to follow the plan of unionization in California. And I think Seattle's now not far behind because when they said they weren't going to do it for the delivery drivers, I was like, thank you. Cause that needed to be done. And then they were like, no, this pay up bill is going to go through. And I was like, yeah. see, you said I mean, something talking about like it being a trick or it not being a trick. When there's something that was said earlier about the average rate for delivery drivers being around $9 an hour, which is blows my mind. But then I think I put the two and two together because you said it's only based off of the base pay. Now, if you're basing, you know, what does a delivery driver make on the base pay alone? That doesn't seem too honest to me totally, you know, from being up front, you know, because most delivery drivers, especially, you know, with Uber, it's a little bit different because I don't believe you see the tips until you're done. Both delivery, you see the tip up front. You have the ability to select and decline what orders you want a lot better because you're able to see that tip up front. So I do agree that they should be separate, but I do think that it's a, it's a little bit of a, I don't know. I, I think there there is kind of a trick there, you know, well, it's, to, you know say it's, one thing it's about all, the base pay. Yeah. It's almost like the acceptance rate thing though. It's like, like in California, they're, they're fighting not only, so they're not only fighting that uh, prop 22 breaks the California constitution, they're also fighting for the fact that, uh, okay, so basically, why put into California that DoorDash orders are, I mean, take the acceptance rate out. Now take the base payout too, because it doesn't matter. If you do an active hour, you're getting paid your minimum wage plus 120%. So why put $7 base pay on an Instacart order? Because if it take, if every Instacart takes an hour, which approximately they do, let's say that, so if everyone takes an hour and it's and they say $7 base pay, it's really $24 base pay. So That's let's true. just be honest. Just take it out because you're going to get paid $24 an hour. You know, I mean, it can't last forever. It absolutely is going to crash and burn. The rest of the country is making up for the difference right now. And there, I mean, there was even talk of Instacart. And I know this might sound crazy to a lot of you, but Instacart leaving the state of California. Mm. I mean, if that was my company, I'd want to leave. Yeah, I mean, first of all, not just based on the amount of difference, because I mean, they're they're they were losing money before. Now they're losing money huge, and but not just for that, but just for the fact of you know, as much as we might hate it, we do live in a free trade society. You can't tell a business how to run. So, like Gary and I today, we're talking about transparency, and it was like if they would just be fully transparent, show the distance, show where you're going, show every detail I need. And then if I take the order, I take it. If I'm like, that's trash and I don't, somebody else will. And then it's a true independent contractor model where you're making the decision, do you want it or not? And then there's nobody to blame. And then you don't need all this junk and AB5 and Prop 22. And Because Seattle's not going to be the only one. New Jersey's going after something. Uh, Massachusetts is going after something. New York's got some stuff coming down the pipe. Other states are looking into this um, as if the AB5 model is good. It's not. Yeah. But then at that point, what's the incentive of like multi-apping really doesn't exist because what's the point of multi-apping because you still get a dollar per hour. What's the point of working harder to get more orders in an hour because you get an hourly wage regardless. So 
Well, check the, check this out. You can, if you do delivery, okay. Now I, I can't really break this. You guys will understand what I'm talking about. Maybe one of you have a better way of wording it, but if you do all three of the delivery apps, Uber Eats, Grubhub, and DoorDash, and let's say that you can get an active hour, if this will make sense, if you can get an active hour, let's say, on all three apps in two hours, so like you've, you're overlapping some orders with others, you will be paid an active hour, or you'll be paid for the active time on e- each one. So you'll be paid three active hours for two. Kind of like a cheat code, almost like say almost sixty dollars an hour or more. I mean, it seems like there should be code that simply catches that. Gary, why is there not? <laughs> Gary invented. Come on, a resident coder. Wait, why? Why would I invent code that makes me less money? Like if I, I'm, I mean, if I lived in California, New York, uh, Seattle, where all these minimum wage laws are, uh, I would definitely take advantage of it. I mean, if, oh, yeah, if, yeah. if they're not going to share data. And you know, make sure that I don't pick up three orders from three different companies and get sixty dollars an hour. That is completely their fault. Me as a company, if it, if I was a gig app, and these laws came to my state, that would probably be my first thing that I would fight against. Right there, like that's fine. That's fine. Like Australia, for example, you can't work in Australia twenty four hours a day. You can't because you have to use a third-party app called Logmate, which you you get on there, you log in, log out for each job you work. So like here, even with a 12-hour restriction, you can do 12 hours Uber and then switch over and do 12 hours Lyft. Yep. It stops all that. Logmate in Australia stops all that. Once you do your 12 hours, you're done. You can't log in for the next till the, the breaks up or whatever. And I'm surprised we don't have that type of system in places like California, Seattle, New York, where they have all these minimum wage laws. And that's, that's, I guess my point is man, like, you know, they're losing their, they're losing their tails off on this to begin with. And if people are overlapping, they're extra losing. And why would they not want to go to whatever length to go, wait a minute, make sure that that guy isn't on any other platforms when he's active with us. Because if he's active with UE or he's active with DD, see, that's what I would have fought. If I was Uber or somebody, that's the first thing I probably would have fought for is if I have to pay them a minimum wage, they cannot be on any other platform while they're doing my app. Don't you think exactly. eventually they're going to they're going to do that? I don't know what's taking them so long. Seem like right now where things are pretty lean. Considering everything that's going on, you would expect them to at least come together on that one. But as I um, checked out this story uh, and talking to uh, Ride with Anthony, another gig uh, tuber, it's in New York City. We're gonna have the we don't have the law yet, but we'll have it in two, um, 2023. They haven't even told us what it is yet. The pay rate will be, but it's going to probably be uh, minimum wage, and minimum wage in New York City is fifteen dollars. And I think and we were, we're talking about how they're going to respond to this. And we noticed through the, the orders we're getting, they're different compared to six months ago, compared to a year ago. The numbers are different. They're quick deliveries, but, you know, there are no tips on them. So, you know, it's like $3 for 1.6 miles. And you and I'm sure Uber is like, yeah, look, dollar a mile, go get it. I'm like, I'm not getting, I'm not taking that. But 
we notice how the orders are are being presented to us. So I think they're going to change the algorithm. They're going to probably dump more orders on people because now it's like, well, hey, active time. Maybe every order is a stack order with crap on top of it, but you're going to be active anyway. We're going to push you. We're going to push you to make sure you deliver these orders because now you're basically an employee. Because yeah. active time is all, and there's no open uh, ability to make more money or really hustle. It's you know do what you have to do to fill out that that hour so that they can do whatever they want. And especially with Instacart, no one's going to take. The, that's why they left. Like who's going to take these ridiculous batches for only seventeen? Like if it if it's you know minimum wage. Like who would do that? So, it, well, also, I mean, if, but I if you're getting this, even if there's no tip, though, if you're getting the seven dollars that they put, you're getting in San Francisco again, twenty four. Why not take your time? I mean, you can't go overboard, but why not take an hour shop and make it an hour and thirty minutes? Well, see, I, I after my reading my article, I actually think that's probably why some of these companies aren't fighting for this. I know Hannibal is supposed to go second, but my kind of filters into here mm-hmm. drone deliveries. Are you saying you're going to jump ahead? Yes, I'm jumping in. Sorry. Hannibal. <laughs> well, <laughs> <he's> asking, Gary. <laughs> well, well, I was looking at the topic. I'm like, well, his doesn't go with this. <laughs> it doesn't go. It doesn't go next. It, it really doesn't. I mean, if you guys don't mind, but I was, yeah. I was, I was, refreshing myself on this article that I was reading about, you know, Walmart has uh, announced that they're going to be using drones to do delivery now. And this isn't something that, you know, we're going to see next year or the following year. This is active already. Walmart has actually partnered with a company called drone up delivery and they're placed in 34 sites or they will be in 34 sites by the end of the year, providing, Walmart deliveries to customers and the hours are between 8 a.m. 8 p.m. Customers will be able to order tens of thousands of items. It is a drone, though. I did look up how much a drone can actually carry. Like 50 pounds is the max. For now. Yeah, for for the moment. So I'm thinking that these drones will probably be taking, you know, small stuff, prescriptions, things things like that. Yeah, yeah, just the small stuff. But it it just makes me think, though, like they can they can have all those batched orders that none of us want to do because they're like twelve drops and like forty two miles. So the drones can have them and have fun with them, and you know what, go for it. Oh, you you know, I I introduced this the wrong way. Hold on, it's a sad (laughs) day for spark drivers. I told you about this. Yeah. No, no. And you know what? Pay the drive interest. I remember there being articles about when Spark was when, you know, it's weird because Jason Terry, for example, he's normally like we'll have something launch here in Denver that probably came out in New York and other places. And then he'll tell me, you know, like, oh, so I'll know Spark is coming here. It's going to New York. And usually we would get something like that first, but they got Spark way before us in Michigan for whatever reason, not just here, but a lot of places. So Jason was doing Spark like a year ago. It lasted for a good couple months, and then they just started using some. They did a whole different thing where they were using Walmart employees. They started using other things. Like I kind of always felt like with Walmart, with all of them, it's always too good to be true when they come out of the gate. But to be honest, I felt like with Walmart, I felt like this is this is just logistical to see how long things are taking. Well, as I was reading the article, my first thought was if if Walmart can do this. Amazon will follow suit shortly after. 
And then I, I don't know. I don't, Amazon was planning to do that a while ago, and then well, they decided not to do it. Well, they're uh-huh. trying to figure out the logistics and the uh, what is it, the FAA regulations, things like that. Like FAA came back and told them that, well, we don't want five thousand drones coming across the city. Yep. You know, because Amazon, like when you pick up an Amazon route, sometimes you got fifty packages. Mm-hmm. So imagine how many drones it's going to take for a full day of getting Amazon stuff out. So the FAA was like, well we don't really want that many drones. And so they wanted to limit them to like, I don't know, 200 drones or something like that. And for Amazon, that's nothing. Yeah. Not even worth it. And so they're they're What I read was Amazon was trying to figure out a better system for the FAA to approve. Now for Walmart though, <clears throat> the way I, the way I read it for this is they're actually going to have pilots that are doing this. Uh, if it was me guessing, it's probably one pilot controlling multiple drones on a desktop computer, making sure that they're not hitting wires or something like that. Kind of, kind of like a, you know, the tower control people at airports. Mm. But they, they, in the article, they did reference that they're trying to get other things. I, I don't know how well it would work for food delivery though, because I mean, can you imagine a Wendy's having to have a drone every time something? Like that's yeah. just not practical. It's just not. You so I have the hot bag. Yeah. So I, I'm thinking it's probably going to save. I, and I don't even. I don't even know how much the service costs for Walmart to use, but I would probably say it's probably going to save them money in the long run. You know, compared to sending Kim out for twenty dollars to drop off one package, they yeah. can have a drone there and back in a couple minutes. So does this well, say what city these uh, drones are going to be doing this in? Uh, it's going to be, it's going to start out Arizona, Arkansas, Florida, Texas, Utah, and Virginia. I think me and Kim are going to be safe for right now because New York, New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. The FAA laws and stuff. Yeah. New York. There's no way they're going to let drones fly. We can't fly over here. Hannibal has a no fly zone. Like you can't. Well. We have our own here in Colorado, and actually John's state is quite the same, too. I don't know if you guys know your regulations, um, if this becomes too big of a deal, look into it. But these drones have to fly at a certain, they can't go too high. They have to fly at a certain level. um, And when they drop off the package, they're not just dropping it from the sky. They come down pretty low. Here in Colorado, you have like, I can't remember what exactly. Have you seen the, have you seen it's like 60 feet of airspace above your property line is yours. So dude, people, I mean, and this is, you know, maybe, maybe a lot of people think this is a joke. I know a lot of people in Colorado, they won't treat this like a joke. They've said, if a drone comes to their house, they will shoot it down. That's what I was thinking for Arizona too. Arizona's a and Arizona's the, the same amendment. way. Yep, people are going to shoot these things down. They're going to baseball bat them to death. And if if they want to say, "Well, you just heard a drone," nope, it was a uh, it was on my property because that property. is a, that is a thing. If somebody flies a drone right now over my property, I can shoot it down. I don't Would think you can. I don't think you can delivery? though. Like, oh, just the question. Like, okay, I order a package from Amazon. I'm sure there'll be an option. <laughs> So we're not you're not being presented with some kind of machinery coming around your property that you're not expecting. So I was I would assume there'll be some level of option. Um, right, but what before. what about what about when it's coming to deliver it to me and it goes across three of my neighbors, all who are like anti drone, have guns, they if it gets low enough, they all have a shot. 
I guess. It'd be interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the baseball bats. If you don't want to talk about guns, we can just take it to baseball bats. I mean, if you if you guys want to really know where John lives after the Waymo car killed somebody back when, there was like instead of protesting, they took cinder blocks up on the highway tops the, over the roads that these Waymos run on, and they were pushing them to fall onto the cars on time. Here's what I, I see right here. It says, in the U.S., the airspace over your property is considered an easement, and it's legal to fly a drone over it. So that means over it, it. It depends right, on the right. state how far that what over it means. Right. So if you just shoot down any random drone above your house, you might go to jail. Right. But when it comes down to deliver... But it's, you would it's know it's on. your delivery, though. It's, it's your delivery. Why would you shoot down your own delivery? I don't think I don't somebody know. could shoot their own. I think it's freedom. The I have no idea. Yeah, and and and, 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 I, and let's, I let's, let's just put it this way: forget the legalities. It's gonna happen. Well, I can't say for every state, but where John and I live, it's gonna happen. Well, here's we have people like that that are gonna be waiting. Sure too, They're well. gonna love it. They're gonna treat them like skeet. They're gonna love this. I would say that if you shot down a drone on your own property, delivering to you. I'm sure somewhere in the terms of service of whatever company you ordered from, you probably agreed to that, and they're probably going to sue you. <laughs> I just don't see what the point is. I'm going to shoot. Why? Because like, am I clicking a I TOS? Like, but if you're I shoot you're down agreeing. A drone, you consume yeah. it. Well, I think, well, I think not, I said it's not going to be the person getting the delivery. It's going to be exactly. the neighborhood kids. If they're cooked with their, you know, their rifles, especially because most kids start shooting with rifles. Before you guys age. live in some very violent places. <laughs> no, no, we just we just have a lot of people who don't want to be messed with at all. How are you being messed with with a drone delivering means. packages to your neighbor? I'm just like, okay, man. People are very possessive about the, about their properties out here. Yeah, man. They I tell you, when I deliver food, sometimes I'm like. So driving as a human being, am I worried about getting shot over? <laughs> like it just seems a little aggressive. I don't know. Just from and I'm in New York City. That I just feel like that's a little excessive. But I'm sure that, that people seems really like a segue like into uh, your piece. Yeah, animal. See, segue into your piece. Dangerous places. <laughs> well, they, yeah. Uh, we have a lot of drone of violence happening here in New York City. Um, actually, we don't. I'm just. Uh, <laughs> Actually, so Hannibal, my, before we go on, I did want to yeah. ask you, like California, is all of New York $15 an hour or the boroughs? New York separate? City. Okay, but like, but, so the, is there different minimum wages around the city, though, depending mm, on where in the city you are? No, minimum wage okay, from okay. all the, yeah, if I, it's all $15 an hour. Okay, um, okay. So we're talking about, well, we were just talking about shooting, but uh, we have a big issue with the crime that's happening across the country. It doesn't matter what state you're in. Crime has, you know, rise uh, in a crazy, an alarming rate um, for the last two years since lockdowns. And actually, to be honest, at least in my neck of the woods in New York City, crime was actually increasing before that. But things have kind of exploded at this point. And one of the uh, big stories, I don't have the name of the person, but I remember reading this yesterday. That oh actually happened to, uh, this morning, San Francisco, you know, we're known as a big progressive city, you know, politically, actually recalled their district attorney <laughs> because this person was so soft on crime. And I don't know if you guys seen uh, videos, viral videos of people going into Rite Aid, going into uh, stores, oh, yeah. smashing grabs, and they're just filming. And the people who are doing it, the criminals, are ba- have no worry about getting caught, getting arrested. 
And I guess even San Francisco was like, okay, we're done. Like, this is getting ridiculous. We got to, you know, we got to put some effort and realize there's some level of law and order that needs to be done. And over the last couple of months, every, I think every week we, we see a story about a gig worker being hurt, being robbed, being killed. And when they have these stats about, you know, gig workers are being, you know, as a really dangerous uh, line of work, sometimes we scoff at that, but we don't realize that just the probability of being outside more often than the average, I guess, person in terms of working and being in unfamiliar environments, that it is something that we have to deal with. And, you know, I kind of rack my brain because I know some people who actually carry weapons, uh, some don't, some decided, you know, alter the whole strategy of being outside certain times of night. And um, I'm sure we, we talked about this before, but I guess I could ask you guys, do you guys take any extra precaution when you guys go out and do your gig work or you don't even think about it. Like for me, I will be honest. It's probably not a good thing. I don't think about it too much. And I'm in an area where crime is a big deal, but I'm wondering what you guys do when you guys, you know, get, you know, get out your house and get your card. There's something even on your mind. Um, okay. We'll start with John. So for me, it's interesting as that sounds, I, my precautions are twofold in the sense that I don't carry something with me, but I'm conscious about what I'm wearing just because I know the neighborhoods that I deliver in. Uh, there's some times when I'm not going to say they're gang members, but are definitely some neighbors that have higher violence rates than the rest of the, you know, the, the surrounding areas. So I'm not going to go anywhere wearing all red. I, red is one of my favorite colors, but I'm not going to wear all red shorts and the, you know, smart. Yeah. You know, I, so I'm very conscious of my the colors that I wear, but that's the main piece of it. Outside of that, you know, once it gets dark, uh, I definitely stop my delivery. So right now, the Arizona sunsets about 7:30. So. I'm typically coming home about 7, 7.30, which does suck in the sense that it cuts a little bit of my profit from that dinner rush. But I, it's still it's still good enough for me as long as I'm active. Gotcha. Uh, and, you know, I think that's the biggest thing is me just being conscious of what I wear and then, you know, uh, where I'm going and not, you know, staring down everybody when I'm, when I'm going every, you know, driving. I hate you, man. John, John's like, no, it's purple. Purple is not blue. It's purple. I like the idea of what Van does if you work at night. Just wear like one of those reflective vests reflective, that the yeah. cities wear or whatever. That's, smart. That's, That's pretty smart. neutral. Nobody's going to mess with you. They're just going to think you're out fixing something or doing something or, you know. The biggest challenge for me at night is especially being the glasses where seeing people's lights, people don't keep their uh, yeah. the numbers on their on their house on. They don't keep their lights on. So I'm either trying to look and get too close to somebody's door. And, oh, that's not the right person. I'm <laughs> just on the sidewalk so I can see it there. But that's, you know, one thing I am thankful for is when I'm using, you know, uh, for example, using the DoorDash app, it kind of shows you what house it is. And so you can generally get to the right place. Um, and then besides that, of course, you're a big apartment complex. It's just a, pain anyways but that was not as bad but, yeah. yeah um i just carry a drone around with me so everybody shoots it instead <laughs> so, <laughs> a decoy drone. so i care i carry a gerber knife on me i carry and it's a very it's a small one but it's one of those ones that can get in my finger i can handle it well but this is the same kind of stuff i would do when i was working in the bars too but i have i wouldn't need any of this stuff doing rideshare delivery whatever I now just carry it with me because um, even if it might be to help somebody else, I don't know, because I, I know how to, I mean, I'm not going to go around stabbing people, but I have my knife. I have bear mace in reachable distance. And then I have a small mace on me. And then I always have my taser. Mm. So 
Tasers the best. We're not allowed, this is, this we're is not allowed any of that. <laughs> you can't well, have any of that. I don't carry any weapons on me. I feel like I work smarter and it comes with knowing your area and to know your surroundings and, you know, who cares about acceptance rates when it comes to your safety? Like, especially at nighttime and working at nighttime, like I am really choosy about where I'm delivering to. And there are times where you get orders and I'm like, nope, 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 nope. (laughs) Um, But I, you know, going back to Hannibal, what you said is, you know, gig work, you know, could be dangerous, but I feel like every job comes with like a level of some sort of danger. And you were saying, you know, about like smash and grabs are on the ride. Like I used to work in retail and I got, you know, so many smash and grabs in my own retail store. It happened like almost, you know, weekly, sometimes daily that people are just coming in, they're grabbing, they're putting in bags and like literally running out the door. So yeah. there's, I feel like there's a, a little bit of danger in everything that you, whatever job you do is just how do you work smarter about it and, you know, really protect yourself that way as well. Yeah. But I yeah. will say that I kind of agree with Hannibal in the, from a statistical perspective, me being a numbers guy that as gig workers, we have more, I think we interact with more human beings on a daily, weekly, yearly basis than the average person. So it's not necessarily that I think that it's dangerous. It's that, you know, if it's a 1% chance, we're, we're running that 1% chance a lot more often than the average human being. Right. Because I know many people who decided to not do ride share anymore. Um, one of the reasons was the fact of obviously food delivery probably was more profitable and less mileage, but they were concerned about having strangers in the car compared to how it was maybe a few years ago. Um, obviously, COVID is another thing that they concerned with. But I'm thinking about like, OK, what could we do to solve this problem? And it looks like you can, you know, speak with, you know, your political like voice where like just from San Francisco recalling district attorney, you're sending a message to the other people in office saying, hey, um, make this a priority or we will vote you out as well. And I know uh, reading the midterms are coming in unless next couple of months. If you live in an area where this is happening and you just feel like the people are in charge are just not doing enough, go and vote. I know midterms usually is not as popular to vote compared to like the main elections. But if you notice your neighborhood is just is getting worse and worse and worse, vote the people who are actually taking, you know, at least say they're going to take this crime seriously. Because I think what happened in the last two years where we got soft and we thought, you know, no bail and all these types of bad ideas. Um, bringing people who should not be who not, haven't been re- rehabilitated haven't learned anything go back out into the streets to commit more crimes was not a great idea so those kind of ideas need to be thrown out and you know just vote i mean i know some people don't like voting but if you want to make some difference that's at least the first uh process to do yeah i'm just gonna say one more thing though like i feel like just because you work in a build, i mean just because um there's buildings involved with people's so other job doesn't always make you safer. Like I honestly, I feel safer doing this than I did working retail some nights just mm-hmm. because of the level of stuff that was happening in store and in house. And like, there's, I actually, I feel safer doing this. I just feel like there's still levels of danger, no matter kind of whether you're in a building or whether you're out doing what we do, there's still, there's just danger kind of everywhere. 
Yeah. So one last thing I'll add though is everything that I was saying to you, it's not so that I can go use all of that in my car against somebody and stuff. A lot of times, like if I'm in Denver, if you're doing a drop off, a lot of times it's in an alley. You're in, and, and a lot of them are nice. I mean, these are just buildings are split. You can go down the alley. And a lot of the entrances to a lot of condos, apartments, things like that are better for the residents from the alley. So all of this seems to work. And uh, um, but like I can't tell you the amount of times I've taken somebody. This doesn't even involve me, and like seen something bad happening, like a guy shaking a girl's arm by a dumpster. Not my rider, not in my car, just a little bit more down the alley. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I, I guess I'm just more prepared for helping anything. It's not really me. I don't worry about me. I, I worked enough in the bars where I've been punched. I've been punched from behind. Um, all kinds of things that like I didn't see coming. And and I'm I'm pretty good about like reading everything. So I'm not as concerned about me. I guess I'm just more kind of looking out for others because we do know. And I mean, Hannibal, I mean, that's kind of what you were just bringing up is that again, you know, we're starting to slowly come out of this pandemic for real. And again, the, no, I mean, yesterday I, I Googled Lyft and I was I was just looking for Lyft articles and I get deeper uh, Googles as I go. But I just put in Lyft and like the first page was like out of the 10 or whatever on Google. It was like six or seven were like killings or shootings and they weren't the same one either. It's like Lyft seems to be a keyword to see like how many people have been killed lately in the gig economy and it's just it's crazy to me it's like you know like like you know i guess how and also how are we going to solve this because the taxi industry couldn't solve it forever their 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 death rate uh rapes all kinds of stuff was higher than rideshare ever was Mm-hmm. I mean it taxi industry was dirty man it was corrupt it was dirty in most cities yeah and that's like so, the, that's another unfortunate thing where even um the when you get an off offer, I don't know, is rideshare still the same problem as well? Food delivery, you, you're not even getting the right, you're not giving the government name of the person. You're getting some weird nicknames and you you know other people's yeah. using different accounts. So it's like it's not even completely verified on the, on the customers and and you know the gig driver, the you know gig, you know whatever they have to deal with all that and. You know, you just have to be a little bit more careful than you probably were a couple of years ago. Um, I wish I ha- was able to have some more uh, ability to protect myself. A lot of it, I w- if I do it, it'd be against the law. You know, sometimes yeah. I do, but sometimes, but most time I don't. So, like, I wish I had the opportunity to have a taser and you know, or have a, a certain knife. But New York City laws are very stringent uh, for law-abiding citizens. What <laughs> about mace? They want, what about pocket mace? Like, like well, I was going to say, what is the penalty? Like, what is, is it a felony or a misdemeanor or you get kicked is, off the platform? Well, no, no. I mean, he said it's against the law there. So <laughs> yeah, it's certain size of knives. Yeah. Knives. You can't, it can't, it can't be. I understand like, you know, knives, guns, etc. I understand. Right, but like a leather, like a taser, like or a taser a, though. What's, what's the, What's the penalty for carrying a taser? I don't know. I know like, you can't have one because they don't even let you ship one. I remember trying to buy one on eBay and, and put my address. It was like eBay was like, we're not giving this to you. Um, It's probably a misdemeanor, at least for a taser. I don't think it like one well, felony. Well, like, like I know some states you can't have the taser that actually shoots the wires out. But you can oh, okay. have a you can have a handheld one, which is like mine. Yeah. You know, 
So there, that's what I'm saying. If it's, it's louder a, than that, Gary. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> go, go get it. Go get it and try it on yourself. We'll no, see. No, we do. You, you guys, you only get to see this once. Yeah. I can't Stand tell up and you touch your neck. how many times, though. Like, I can't tell you how many times, though. Like, I've seen an order come in and I saw where it was going. And I'm like, nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Well, because to me, a misdemeanor, if I had to actually use it and get caught using it, compared to my life that's that's 100 worth it because I, I, I can't see like, any da gonna pro- prosecute me for defending myself you know i, I just don't see it well can i, I also kind of question the fact of like okay all the production i work i always have i in fact i have both i have a i have a kind of small leatherman your normal size but then i have like a more extended gerber and on that gerber is a good four inch blade now that's a tool that I need to do production. Can I not walk around New York City with that? Because it's it's not like a little Swiss Army knife blade either. It's a blade blade. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people are carrying all types of things in New York City. Uh, it depends on getting caught or whatever the issue that may transpire. Yeah. Um, but you know, right now things are. Right now, the mayor is trying to fix a lot of this stuff, but it's going to take a long time. Summer is usually where a lot of more crime is happening. Um, shootings are a common occurrence. Um, I know the the news right now is like the mass shootings, where it's like the you know going into a really a place that you wouldn't think a gun shooting be belonging there and doing terrible things. But a lot of the mass shootings are happening in inner cities, happening over drugs, gangs. Those are the mass shootings that are happening. How do you solve that? You know, well, that's the question. You know, there was another well, one in in uh, Maryland today. I saw. Yeah. Um, you know, what was the guy's it? name in Maryland today? <clears throat> I didn't see the name. Okay. Yeah. I, I was just wondering. I seen this thing posted the other day and says all mass shootings are done by white people. Yeah, that's <laughs> and and, and, sure. and it was just it was a funny thing. I'm it's not a race issue, it's just and I'm white, so I can say it. So you can uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a funny what thing. were you like, reading was the next line like all asians are bad drivers <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It, it, it was it was it was some uh video somebody sent me on tiktok or something like that but it is it, it's like it's like you you know already that it, it's some stupid you know white person because it's kyle come on it's kyle <laughs> Like, like you Kyle don't even know anything else. If I say Kyle shot up something, you're gonna be like, "Yep, white." <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was oh, just wow. some skit I was watching. It was funny though. <laughs> so I think the big challenge too, I think, especially right now, I feel like Hannibal said, as the summer comes, you know, especially in the inner cities, the violence increases. It gets hot out. People get bothered, and then on top of that, coming out of the pandemic, I think all the stats are out there that you know, mental health issues have risen dramatically. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we have that combination of, you know, and on top of that, people who haven't been outside have interacted, you know, the, the, you know, hate to, hate to sound ageist, but, you know, the younger generation doesn't have as many social skills. They're, they're less respectful of their elders. So I think there's a combination of things that happen that are leading to that increase in violence. And of course, it's almost that time of year for it. So I, I think it definitely is scary. Mm-hmm. I, I carry, you know, I, I don't carry weapons, but I do carry mace. So you can throw me in jail for carrying mace. <laughs> she got them I was gonna, yeah, I was going to say, every, you know, everybody should be able to... something you could probably hold. I'm not even yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm like, I carry mace. So, you know, like, if you're going to throw me in like jail I for said, carrying mace, go right ahead. I have two. I have this little one that's almost 
it's a pump, but when you pump it once, it, it, I do recommend anybody that has mace, like Kim, you have mace. I hope you have gone somewhere and sprayed it and, and yeah. tried it. Yes. Yeah, because it dries okay. out. Because most people, like I know, they're like, yeah, I got mace. I'm like, you ever, have you ever used it? They're like, I've never had to. I said, have you ever used it? Have you ever gone and sprayed it and seen it work? Know how the wind blows it, how it carries? No. Okay, well then, when the time comes, you're probably going to have a horrible time doing this. I think I think you should mace yourself, actually. Like, like trip, no, no, I mean any, anybody, anybody, anybody in the world. Like, what do we do? To like, you? like that's the that's the reason why police, when they go through training, they mace each other. So well, that way, that way, I'm not going to mace myself. You yeah. never, they just have to do it downwind, and there's some reverb, and it's coming back. You got to be able to, you know, because you know why? Because job. if you start when you're in a, a situation, the correction officer as well. When you spray mace in a crazy clo- close quarter situation, yeah. you will get you will get you're gonna get it well. too. Yeah. Absolutely, you're gonna, you don't yeah. know how to out. react to it. It will damage. You know, you should be able to at least, at least be comfortable enough to realize oh, it's going to be really painful. This is going to be, but you still got to apprehend whoever you're attacking or whatever. So it does make sense, but. I had a little bit in my eye one time. Now I, I had a mace and I was messing around with. It. I forgot, and then I wiped my eye with you know because something was in my eye, and that I was going to curse. It hurt for a while. I barely had anything on my finger, and it hurt for at least a good hour. You can say it was just a jalapeno. <laughs> <laughs> it was uncomfortable. I was like, damn. So imagine getting like a couple of like even a little bit spray right in your face. Is it's it's effect it's effective. I'll say that. Now I, I've been maced. Like by a friend, we did you it each more. other, and, and it it's nothing, Joe. Like you go blind, you you literally go blind. And if if like if you have to mace somebody and hit you, you're gonna freak out. You better hope that they don't recover before you figure out what you're supposed mm-hmm. to be doing. Yo, that's that's why I see. You gotta remember to just like it's a lot of adrenaline. Mm-hmm. You gotta fight through that stuff. Yeah. Were you were you drinking? <laughs> I'm gonna mace you. I'm gonna mace you back. He's laughing. It, it yeah, I, I, I will say tasers were also involved. Yeah, <laughs> a better question is, did you record it? No, yeah, no. this was before one, internet. One time, I had to actually let a sales associate go because she actually maced somebody that a security was apprehending for shoplifting, and she thought she was helping the situation, and she ended up spraying mace, and it like literally. Because it was in the area, like it literally spread through the entire store, mm-hmm. and it was it was a disaster. So it it can be very dangerous, and it could linger and last for a while. So buy mace, everyone, or well, pepper spray. Buy something, you guys. Seth Rogen movie or something. <laughs> so I got to tell this story. You know, we talk about autonomous sometimes, but I am really blown away at what has happened here. So I'm just going to quickly, because this started years ago, but I'm just going to quickly run through this mess. John's a numbers guy, so he'll follow this as I go. But um, so back in 2017, um, uh, Anthony uh, Lewandowski, who was the Google engineer and the founder of Otto uh, Autonomous, which Google engineer meant working for Waymo Alphabet. Um, He had been working for them for two years. He quit and took the autonomous sketches of the LiDAR and things that Uber was way behind in and took a job for three times the pay 
with Uber. He took all of the intellectual property over to Uber. He gave it to him. He went to court. He got sentenced. He got fined like the val a lot of the value of auto anyway. I mean, it was up. It was in the multi millions, but he got sentenced to eighteen months in jail. Um, the previous administration, the previous president, pardoned him. He didn't spend one day in jail. Now, this was an intellectual property suit between Uber and Waymo. They vowed to hate each other for life. <laughs> And now Waymo, Uber then sold off its autonomous to Aurora and to a company in Russia, Yandex. And it was done with autonomous. But then it got back part of its autonomous division to, to put it into the dead Uber Freight. So if you guys haven't heard Uber Freight in a while, it's because it was dying. So they thought, okay, let's do this. So now after <clears throat> we've talked so many times, about, uh, you know, can, you know, why did they even waste this money? I'm so glad Uber's getting out of all these stupid projects. Maybe they'll finally turn a profit. Well, now they're getting back into autonomous with freight. But here's the kicker. So now Waymo is going to team up with Uber because they need Uber's technology for the trucking. Now, first of all, Uber autonomous, when they were around, was ranked like 113th in the world with autonomous and Waymo has been in the top 10 since day one. So why do they need anything from Uber other than just say, Hey, can you move that crappy truck out of my way? <laughs> Cause we're going to do some real testing here. Like, I just don't get it. Like, I mean, like, so this whole thing's happening. Anthony Lewandowski is now back working with another company. And I mean, it's, it's basically, I mean, this is spy stuff. Secrets were stolen. They went to court. They proved it. They caught him red-handed. He had turned over the documents to Uber. And then he was supposed to go to jail. Trump said, no, you don't need to go to jail, man. Crime's cool. You're good. And he just let him go and uh, pardoned him. And now these companies were, I mean, like, if you're those size companies, if you're Uber, and then you're Google Waymo Alphabet, and you guys are competing, but really, like you view Uber as like, dude, this whatever. Uber's are they still doing this? I I don't even know. I, all I know is Uber can't turn a profit. They don't know what they're doing. So then they steal your stuff. Now you're going to work with them again. Money. It's all well, about money. yeah, it's to be money. Because I mean, imagine money. that interview. Why did you leave your last position? Oh, I I got caught stealing and went to jail. And I so got that that's them. see that's part of it too. Is that in this whole scandal? And all of this is on uberliftdrivers.com but like you can go find the latest story I put up there but if you if you if you just search the website for uh Waymo versus Uber um you'll see all of the court cases as they went down in 2017 and how all how ugly all of this was I just question where any of this is at I mean we've got autonomous nothing you know, it's like we've got these slight autonomous things in cars. Like, oh, this car can parallel park. So can I. You know, it's like, I, I, in fact, I, I don't trust the car to parallel park. I can do it just good. We know the LiDAR doesn't work. Cameras probably don't work well. You can be bouncing off bumpers. Sometimes the sensors are delayed. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's like these are good features to work on the features, but I don't believe in the autonomous and the autonomous of the trucking industry 
people sometimes talk around it in articles like, well, that's long distance on a highway. That's easier. That's not easier. Have you guys ever seen a truck on a, like, I live in a different part of the country, like John, it gets windy. 18 wheelers can tip. They can, I mean, like all kinds of crazy stuff can happen. You need to be able to navigate. You need to be a good driver to do this stuff. And, uh, say, I'm always surprised when I, you know, you know me, I'm a tech guy, so I, I love autonomous. Um, but I'm surprised that whenever I see them actually doing the testing, you know, the engineers are testing, none of them are in the car, in the public. They're on a closed track somewhere, something like that. And then they, they test it there. They're like, oh, yeah, it's working on the track. Let's give it to this person. Let's call her Rachel. Send her out into the real world. She knows nothing about coding. All she's supposed to do is watch the car drive and help it if it gets you know off. Why are these engineers not jumping in that driver's seat with a laptop next to them and seeing what's going wrong with this stuff? You know, to me, I thought by now with, you know, what was it, four or five years ago that we started hearing about all this? I would at least thought that we had a bus route. That yeah, would be that's what I was completely autonomous. That's what I've been saying too. like all right turns around a block. Yeah, something simple, you know, start out small, something simple. We don't need every car out there autonomous yet just something simple yeah or why not do it in a place where people don't live i'm i'm i mean if you if john i don't know if you saw it i'm pretty sure everybody else here saw it but i put up a link uh i put up a video on my youtube channel but there was an autonomous vehicle that evaded there's three autonomous companies operating in san francisco right now without without the right insurance without without the right coverage really of anything just because they greased the right palms so they're not operating legally but they're operating because they paid the right people and this one was a cruise so it's cruise zoom and waymo all operate vehicles in san francisco and what i mean the cops pull it over they come up to the car and it runs through the light i see that video. i see, I see yeah, that video so, yeah so they pull back through i mean like I'm sorry, but first of all, no ticket was issued there. No ticket, no fine was issued to Cruz. Um, that whole scene, there's people laughing on the sidewalk going, oh, look, there's another one. So the San Francisco residents are used to this. They're like going, oh, there's another autonomous. You know, like they think it's a joke. Well, I mean, it's kind of like the iRobot thing. You know, like like first off, Uber card that killed that person. If that was anybody else, they would have been in jail for murder. But mm. since it's a robot they can't go to jail for murder right but why don't the cops have shutdowns on these right. or I, why why don't so too you know why why are they even operating anyway why are they operating at night when they we know they have a problem with them why are they um you know if if i pulled over and the cops came up to the window and i was like later and i went through the light <laughs> and then stopped on the other side and was like you, you gonna come back come over here again and then <laughs> thought about my next move I guarantee you, I'm getting fined, shot, You're going, going to jail. jail. Yeah, all kinds of stuff's going times, down. Yeah. I want yeah. to be the person that lives after one of those accidents, so that way I can own the company, whoever made, <laughs> whoever made them, and become the, so the CEO of them eventually. Pay me my settlement and stock. Yeah. I've had that same thought, and my thing, is, the thing is, is that even though there's no laws, there's no exact regulations, that when this happens what do you do? The city, all the dirtbags in the city have, have the politicians have all decided, no, this is okay. We all got our palms greased. So they're okay to operate. 
do they have insurance? Yeah, but it's not the right insurance. It doesn't really cover everybody. Um, you guys, we just lost Hannibal there because he has a uh, he has a podcast that he is about to start. Yeah. As we as we wrap this up, um, we will let you know so that you can uh, check that out. I know uh, this is uh, it's normally gonna be on Wednesdays if you miss the start, but this week it's on Thursday of, of, his, of his podcast. Yes, his and and Pedro's. Yes, um, it's not gig economy related. So, um, uh, well, I just said why you bailed, John. <laughs> hey, it's not gig economy related. So it's, a, it's, a nice, it's like a little power hour. You know, it's like the seven o'clock, eight o'clock must see TV. Yeah. I got a question. So if, if an autonomous car hits my car, who do I tell my insurance company to sue? The autonomous company. Oh, I'm sure it's the autonomous company. I'm just I'm sure, sure the insurance company have a field day with that the, one. Don't, don't say, think he's gonna have a fun time with that one. The only well, thing I'm guessing they just cash pay it out. Like yeah, they the only, contact your insurance. Well, they're like, well, what do you want? No, they have insurance. I mean, well, all these companies have insurance. Yeah, they do, but it depends on what happens. They're not really. They don't. They don't work party. I'm sure. You know, like when they're testing at Ford Motor. They don't go put it in downtown Detroit and see like how many people they can kill. They do it at Ford Motor. So why are they doing <laughs> they see it? how many people they can kill at Ford Motor? Like, yeah, no, need, but they've got like Ford Motor's a big area, man. So my point is like San Francisco seems about the worst of the cities to do it in of all places, too, with the hills and well that, that's what I was saying earlier. I like I don't understand why they're taking these cars and putting them out on the road without engineers in them to see what's going wrong with them. See, it would yeah. make more sense, I think, to do these autonomous testing, like, like you said earlier, with you know public transportation, something like a light rail or something that doesn't, has a track it can go on. You know, there's not much veering, not much uh, human intervention needed. Or even, even a bus like that has, like in San Francisco, they have these, like how Gary and I have talked about the bus thing before, just taking right turns around a block, but you could mm-hmm. even hook it up to electric. Yeah. So it's on one of those, you know, those electric rails that runs up and powers them. Cause then you could always kill that switch no matter what went wrong and it wouldn't have power. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know. It seems like there's a million ways to go about this better than this. Everything seems like every time we get into to autonomous, it's as scandalous as can be. I mean, it seems, it seems more unsafe than crypto <laughs> see i was gonna say that almost in the sense that autonomous it sounds like a great idea when you talk about it out loud but then when you start like seeing it happen you're like this is extremely dangerous in all actuality yep. they know something will go wrong at some point i feel like they just jump the gun like it's here it's a new toy eh, just throw it out there but I mean, they know it's gonna go wrong they know something's gonna go wrong it's just we're just gonna, you know, roll the dice and shoot it and say, okay, we, we did it. Well, they have we grew up watching the Jetsons and we like, we just want that technology. Yeah, but also like, you know, so we always joke or I joke a lot about, you know, San Francisco has two types of people, the one percent and the homeless. It's all that can afford to live there. Um, but why aren't the homeless just jumping in front of these like Kim said? I'd just be do- taking a header in front of one. <laughs> well, probably not a header. You want to live. <laughs> you don't but I want there to be some grazed. good damage, too, so I could really take them to town. <laughs> yeah, see, you know? my, my first thing, like, like whoever, I, mean, I, I can't blame the tech companies for putting out autonom- 
autonomous cars. I, I can't do it because I really want them to be here. Like I want to be able to get on a bus and go to sleep and whatever, or a car be there in 12 hours, whatever. I really want that. But who is approving these on the city level? Yeah. Like, like that's what I have to wonder. Like who is approving? Like if you brought it to me and I was the person that had to prove it and I'm like, okay, well what happens if a cop gets behind you, beside you in front of you with their lights on? What happens? Because they well, pull well, over, I know. and then they but, wait for you to walk up to the car, and then they go for it. But that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like as as somebody that was, you know, approving these permits or whatever, I would have to, you know, ask what happens when uh, an ambulance needs to cut across the light. You know, what's your car going to do? Things like this. These are, I, I feel, common sense questions that should be asked. Yeah, you know, I kind of probably this is more in your lane, Gary. The other thing that comes to mind when I think of these autonomous vehicles is kind of that cybersecurity. Uh, it's only a matter of time until somebody hacks and, you know, figures out a remote control. And I feel like you know, there has to be uh, a vulnerability there that can allow that to happen. And then, you know, who takes the blame there when something bad happens? Well, from my, from what I understand, though, is they're not on a public network. Is, is is what I understand. So it's all private network. So well, what about these Teslas where people like go to sleep in the back seat? Well, you can't anymore. Well, yeah, okay. But first of all, why could you ever? Because right, the exactly. first thing that should have been figured out is like body weight in the seat. And if it changes during ride. Well, it's not even that. Like, like that's the first thing. Like my car has self-driving. And the first thing I did whenever I got it was get on the highway, turn on self-driving, and kind of kick back. Like, I don't know, five minutes into it, my dash is flashing red saying grab the wheel and I have to put my hands back on the wheel for it to keep self-driving. The only thing I think is, and this is, I don't know who came up with this dumb idea. If I don't touch the wheel again, it just disables self-driving. It doesn't stop the car. It doesn't slow down the car. It just disables the self-driving. So the the cruise control is still going and my car is going to go, like, but th- those accidents that? before they changed those were in outside of Austin or they were in Northern California on a five. Those aren't even in cities. Then who's handling it? Yeah. Say, I need to do a video over my car. Just get in it remote area, turn on auto drive and just see what happens. You know, it's not like I can just go out and like, you know, like figure out how to like make my lawnmower mow all the lawns on the block, but then go inside and like, have some cocktails while it's doing it. And then the cops come and go, yeah, you hit two kids, you killed them. And it's like, well, man, I tried, you know, it's like autonomous, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I did my best. I dropped a couple fingers there. You know, (laughs) why were they, why'd they get in front of it? Like, it's it's just like these, all I can think of are these dumb answers. Like, I mean, like, can you imagine being on the cruise team and going, well, so, you know, why'd your car go through the red light? You're like, beats me, man. He, they, he, that one doesn't like cops. <laughs> like, <laughs> what no, no, city is, it's got a warrant. What city is going to be like, me first, me first, me first? Like, who? what city is going to like volunteer for this? Who, whoever well, they Fran- pay. San Francisco has three companies operating. I don't know now. Again, they're not taking passengers and stuff. And if they are, they're like, investors of Waymo or investors of Cruise. They're more just running the the routes, but that even seems worse. Well, who who's who does Google's autonomous? Waymo. 
this Waymo? Weibo, because yeah. like I've seen them drive down my street, nobody in it, just completely empty. You know, they're doing the satellite images of your house and things like yeah. that. You know, and so yeah, it's like see like I think it'd be like so freaky to see like who's in the car there's nobody in the car. John, well, I, I, yeah, I don't I've know how many John's seen, but John lives in a city where I've they, they, they to see him all the time for Waymo. I don't yeah. see him as many here, but so I live in, you know, more the you should call it central Phoenix versus in Tempe. Tempe, the ASU college town. That's where I used to see all those autonomous vehicles, the Waymo. The other yep. thing I've seen in Tempe too is those um, delivery bots. I guess you call them looking like about four feet off the ground, looking like a big old bulb, like a microwave on the wheels. I've seen those in Tempe as well. And oh, uh, the trash cans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. delivery bots. <laughs> delivery bots. <laughs> the ones say, those things frozen. are just, oh, you yeah, yeah. crossing the street. I swear, almost hitting them because some of those places, like I mentioned, are. Um, Especially near the college, where there's like a, a a crosswalk everywhere, and I swear there's not a stoplight everywhere. Put it that way. You know those delivery bots. Um, what what's that movie that they the people in the water could tell what you was gonna do ahead of time? Uh, Minority Report. Minority Report. You, you remember on there that they had that delivery robot that got shot up in that ghetto building? That's what those things remind me of. Oh yeah, <laughs> those things just remind like the fact that they put eyes on them. Like kids are gonna chase him down the road, like big old googly like, eyes. Maybe ch- yeah, like I'm gonna catch the trash can. Come on, you know, like people are definitely gonna. And then if you're taking away dr- jobs, people are gonna be again. There comes in the guns and the baseball bats. <laughs> you know? People they have a, they have an enemy to hate, even if it's a robot. So you know, plus all, all you need is a baseball bat, and you get a free dinner. Felony then, because it's. Federal. What would that be classified? Misdemeanor felony? Like you could, it, it you would be a felony. Claim, claim self the, defense. Yeah. Say it came at me. Yeah, it, it'd be a felony though. <laughs> Just to answer your question because of the value of it. Yeah. Now the other thing, you could be talking about autonomous vehicles. I don't know if you guys know this. Are all of the autonomous vehicles electric, or is there any autonomous technology on gas bar vehicles? Um, I, think, I think they're electric. I know, well, obviously, the what, what about the Ionic 5, though? I thought that one was a hybrid. And that one we just saw a thing on, too. We were, <laughs> They did one of their like mock-up videos on like how awesome the Autonomous is. And we were watching the video. It was like... Nope, they're, it, they're like, all either hybrids or electric. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, yeah. I mean, because imagine having you know that super expensive autonomous vehicle, and nowadays, on top of that, Having to fill it up with you know hundred dollars worth of gas every couple hours, uh, I think those things just drive around the city all day. Right. I think that what the hybrids do is you know probably just charge the battery that's on there, use the gas to charge the battery with the alternator or something. That that's what I would figure. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Finally, speaking of gas prices, you know, out here, gas is almost you know it just feels like it's grazing every week. You know, it's like almost like a if it was a stock, I wish I'd invested in it because I'll tell you, it started the year about $3 and it's gone to almost 6 out here. It's almost doubled. And, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy because Arizona, you don't think of a lot of times, you think of these high gas prices, you think of California, maybe Seattle, uh, you know, maybe some of the other coastal states, New York, you know, some of the bigger cities. And uh, I, I put a poll up just the other day, you know, thinking that um, two things that I found that were interesting. Wondering that in these states that have these high gas prices, you know, do people just still fill up their tank all the way? Do they just fill up how much they use at a time? It was interesting because some of the responses that I got were about people saying, yes, they do fill up their tank, 
but then also that they don't let it get empty anymore, you know, because the next time they fill it up, it's going to be at a higher price. So they're topping it off a lot more often, which is what I thought was kind of crazy, kind of smart, pretty high IQ versus, you know, uh, you know, just doing $25 or $50 worth of gas because $25 worth of gas isn't much nowadays. But uh, yeah, Arizona, we're over, you know, at least in my neighborhood, over five, over 550 now, uh, which is, you know, I thought maybe a month ago it would take, I don't know, till the end of the summer till we got the $6 gas. And I'm thinking it might be out here, $6 gas before the end of the month. I was, I was right there with you, John. I was thinking like, you know, it's going to get worse, but it's not going to get worse for a few months and maybe a little, but I was like the big chunk will come in later. And like, it was like a day after I said that and it started jumping again, big. And I was like, what the, I mean, we saw gas and, and, you know, no, this was not a misprint people. It was $9 plus in in Mendocino County. That's crazy. I mean, that's, you know, somebody made a joke about how, you know, it's, they said, well, at least premium is only 20 cents higher. <laughs> so it's like, you know, yeah, yeah at 949, but nine for regular, but 969 for premium. I'm thinking you better be getting premium once you're paying that much. That's that much, yeah. You're already in that deep. You're going for 10 to $10 a gallon almost. I mean, New Jersey, we're at 535. Um, I saw today. I, I feel, I almost fill up almost like I, I end my night almost every single night going to the gas station and getting ready for the next day. Cause I don't know whether the gas is going to go up oh. next day. So it's like been my routine now for a while that I end every single night going to the gas station and filling it up, but I never let it get down to the point where I'm going to spend like $50 to fill up my car. Like, I feel like if I constantly do it every day and it's part of my routine, at least I feel like I'm getting the cheapest gas before it goes up the next day. Well, and I I think it's an emotional thing too, because like if you, if you go fill up every night and say it's $12, but you wait till it's empty and it's $70. Like nice. you're thinking, damn, seventy dollars compared to twelve. Let's let's yeah. also be honest. If you fill up when you're around half a tank, you get better mileage. Yeah, you do. I mean, if you let that, the more you let it run down, the le- the harder you make it work. The more gas you expend. Um, is that actually true, though? It. I think I, I. I know it is. I watch it in my car. Like, like, dude. If I start get b- below, like, w- in my Rav Four, if I get below like quarter tank, that burns quick. Hmm. I did not know that. Um, at least for me. I mean, but I deal with a lot of like mountains, not hills, not bumps, but mountains. Mountains, big that's, mountains. That's. I guess that's the lucky part of living <laughs> in the desert, where it's you know it's flat half of the pretty much half of the city. You know. Yeah. Okay, here, here's why. It Actually, it is kind of true, but it says that uh, as the tank empties out, more and more gas will uh, vaporize to fumes to fill the volume of the tank above the liquid. So it's not that you're using more. No. It's just going away. Right. It's If you have a full tank, it, it's, it's pulling it. If you have a, a quarter tank, it's like it's really working it and using more. I know I'm I'm with Kim. I've always ended my day filling up my car yep. because the next day, like, and this, this probably from my rideshare days, because whenever I got in the next day, I don't know if it was going to be a long ride 
or something like that. So I always wanted to make sure I was prepared and I didn't have to wake up, go get gas or stop and get gas on the way to do something. And I just rather wake up and be ready to go for my day. Same, same reason why I probably clean out my car every night as well. Yeah, I would run. I had a, you know, I don't now, but I had a um, a monthly uh, subscription or uh, whatever to the car wash near me. So my day ended every every day with a car wash, not the inside every day, because that really only maybe it didn't take it one day or needed or whatever, or just a little touch up would do. But ended every day with a car wash, and because I got one a day, and then I, uh, and then. I'd go fill up with gas same time. Then I'd go home. Then my car is just ready that next morning for whatever happens. But yeah, that's, that's, that's gotta be the way people do it nowadays. Cause like I said, that sticker shock every morning, you know, you, you don't know what it's going to be. It could be the, it's, well, you know what it's not going to be. You know, it's not going to be cheaper the next morning. You know that much. One thing I will say, if you've ever wanted to buy an RV, I bet you could go on the lot and get them for about half price. right now. <laughs> Now, if you want to get any type of gas guzzler, people are probably giving them away. You know, that thing is, is that's not happening, though, because like I seen a truck posted the other day, uh, a Raptor something or another, $91,000. Like, that is just dumb. Yeah. I mean, if at that point, that guy just might as well, whoever's going to buy that Raptor might as well just live in it. Like, I mean, you could have a house. That, that was a dealership. Was that a dealership? What even saying. private seller is a dealership? I'm like, what? Well, Seriously? John, you you know you know uh, we're both friends with um, uh, with Jason up in well he sometimes is down by you but Jason up yeah. Idaho Jason yeah yeah Jason P is and uh, he's got that. <laughs> He's got that RV that he tows that Prius behind on. Mm-hmm. I mean, like he's not going to be able to do that now. It's like six or seven miles to the gallon. That's <laughs> it's, it's not worth it. It's like you can see as far as you get per gallon down the road. Like this That's, gallon will get me to there. <laughs> I mean, it's, go it's, to there. <laughs> I'm, I, I would just like ah. I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna figure out a way to see if I can ship this at this point. Basically, it might be cheaper to ship it. Yeah. Put on a truck, get the truck to take it, and like oh, meet me at the location. Use roadie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, have them take it. Some some have you seen some of those that come across roadie? It's like, who's taking these? <laughs> Wait, dashing grandpa, are you saying Brandon, are you saying that you get fifteen point five miles to the gallon? That's terrible. Oh, that's not good. What are you driving? A tank. Got to be, be a, a tank. V eight. I'm here with your food. Here, let me just. I just put it in the, in the. Uh, and then shoot and shoot it out at the front door. No, no tip. This. Dashing Grandpa just said yes. Wow. What kind of car are you driving, Dashing Grandpa? Infinity. Infinity. Really? They get that bad of gas mileage. Wait, that Why is just, I mean, we're, I'm not trying to dog you, but that's awful. That's painful for me. I just, <laughs> the, you know, the, I, the brand new ones only get 21 to 20, 21 city, 26 highway. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here, here's the XQ80. It gets 14 city. Whew. Oof. 
Yeah, he says, what is it? It's the, he says it's the G37X. Wow. 50 miles. I mean, I, don't, I get 40 miles to the gallon. So, <laughs> remind me never get to get an infinity. <laughs> I get yeah. 44 um, to the gallon. So, my car is actually really good. You know, I, I, I don't get that great of a mileage. I'm just in the 20s, but I keep my routes low. I keep my routes very short. I mean, he's, he's going this, that's why I'm doing all this. He, he's going downhill now. I'm a Yukon. <laughs> The guy. Yeah, when I drive my Sonata, it gets like 28 miles, but my accent is like 44. If you guys ever see me pedaling on a bike, that's because my car got 12 miles to the gallon. I mean, nowadays people are seeing mopeds around, and you know, I don't blame them. I mean, hey, no. you, you got to do what you got to do. I'm telling you, know? you, I feel like these gas prices are going to make us go electric sooner rather than later. I feel like it's like we're on the boom of being See, like I have electric no, hybrid cars. I have no problem with electric cars. Like I, I seriously don't. The problem, the only problem I have is the price tag on these electric cars and the yeah, price tag are, on the batteries, especially. Yeah, if they would the make batteries them, are ridiculous. Like I, like I guarantee, you, if you if they would make them more affordable, people would switch. No, yeah. no questions asked. If you can get some electric or hybrid cars under 20k, get them even under the 25k nowadays because of inflation. That's you know the new 20k. You get them in that range, you'll definitely see a lot more people go into those. And I think the other thing I think makes it a challenge right now is I know, especially for a lot of the models people want, they don't get that federal rebate. Like I know Tesla, I don't think is a federal rebate anymore. I don't think the GM models. I think it's down to like Nissan and a couple other um, manufacturers. And so I think if you bring that back to on top of it, maybe you'll get more people to switch over. But I think, and I think a lot of people would be willing to because they don't, they don't want to pay that gas price. Well, Elon, but they also don't want to pay that. Uh, that's that's call it that e- car note e- either. Elon Musk said that he's going to be re- releasing a Tesla that only costs twenty five thousand. I thought he said that a while ago, though. Nah. You know, Ford Motor just did, did something like that, too. And then they, they it was actually an article about for gig workers by, 20, it was one of those ones with a timeline, 2024. But they were saying that if they can get the battery costs down because of this, what's the new battery technology, Gary? You probably know. Uh, I don't know it off the top of my head. But they're moving to something where it's like a third as much and it's they don't burn as, as easy. They don't catch fire or whatever is going on with these things. Yeah, John, wherever you get a moment, uh, I posted in our private chat here, but it's going to be a 2023 release and it's a Tesla hatchback. Okay. For 25K. I I planned on buying one. (laughs) I mean, you better get on that wait list now because those are going to be popular. Yeah. Yes. But I think that's that's the range you got to get in. You know, the other thing about it, I think, is. if these companies, DoorDash, Uber, Lyft, they started giving some type of driver subsidy, you know, encouraging us to say, hey, you know, if you buy one of these and you, I don't know, do for every 40 hour week you do, we'll give you some type of something towards your car payment or for every 100 hours a month or whatever they make it. I mean, it would make some sense for people to get that car, maybe do that for a year. Um, but, you know, those companies aren't making a profit as it is. But I think doing something like that for the drivers would help drivers a get into those cars, but then also knowing that, Hey, I can get that discount. If I do so much work for you per week or per month, they would also get the work they need to keep some of their other costs down. So it could be a win-win if they would do that for us. 
my friend just actually just bought a Prius with 150,000 miles on it. The reason why she did it because they can go up to like 300,000 miles, but she got it for like eight thousand dollars. Oh, that's so a good deal. That's what? a good. That's a good. Right? Deal. Isn't that a good yeah. deal? I'm like, darn! I wish I would have gotten that deal. <laughs> So but, Colorado, yeah. a bunch of years back, did a did a solar program. They pulled the plug on it. Um, I'm not sure if other states did it like we did it, but where you got your solar for free, you got it installed for free. Everything. I mean, like it was just, and then it was like, whoa, whoa, pull the program, pull the program, because I know people who were involved in that. There was nothing scamming about it. They just couldn't do it anymore. You know, I, I would think that a huge thing. It's still not going to cover all the battery and everything, but a huge thing would be to say that if you do buy one. You get the six thousand dollar charger installed in your house for free. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the kind same kind of thing as the solar push, you know. And the solar has some big issues. I mean, this is if they're really wanting to do this, give something up here. Give the you know have a professional installed charger put into your garage or whatever. It'd that, be nice if like Uber or Lyft or preferably Uber because I have Uber if they came up with like some kind of program with one of these companies that offered something for you know the drivers out there whether I don't know a discount program or something that makes it more affordable for us that are always out on the road that actually can benefit from using either hybrid or electric cars well you know you can rent a Tesla through Uber for really? for that price like really gary really like it's 470 dollars <laughs> really? a week really i looked into it the other week because i'm like i was thinking in my head i'm like okay well if i do x amount of gas per day even if it's like an extra like hundred dollars would it be like really worth it to rent it per week so you're not putting it like the wear and tear in your car, and then I saw how much it was, and I'm like, "Oh heck, no! That's a car payment per week." See, I'm whenever I get back down to Florida, I can't rent one in Oklahoma. They don't offer it here. Whenever I get back to Florida, I'm going to rent one through Uber because then, because like I know how much I spend as far as insurance and gas and things like that. That four seventy a week or whatever they do it for, it includes everything. It includes the insurance, you know, all that stuff. So I'm going to compare it. And and see, because like, if if I'm spending, you know, say, two hundred bucks a week on gas now, like, it might save me that. Two hundred, four hundred, Gary. What? Well, no, no. I'm saying wherever you factor in, you know, like if if you already have a car payment, like the average person has a car payment. So if you take your car payment that you're paying plus the gas plus the insurance that you would pay on your personal vehicle and all those things that you would normally pay in a month, take that and compare it to how much you're paying on Uber to rent it. You see what I'm saying? If you take all the gas price for the month and you take that out, I think that'd have to be a big part of that calculation. Well, yeah, you take your gas and whatever insurance that you pay on your personal car, you know, um, you know, your car payment, if you have a car payment. You know, I think the average car payment is what three fifty to five fifty right now. So if you didn't have that as well, and you just take whatever you're currently paying and see if it's just as cheap, or or not, I wouldn't even say cheap. If it's just as expensive to rent that as it is to own your own vehicle, 
because if you can rent it and you're paying the no maintenance or anything, like you don't have to pay any maintenance, you blow a tire or whatever, they t- come tow it, they fix it. Uh, something goes wrong with it, they fix it. You don't have to do oil changes. All that's included in your rental. Yeah. Well, the other thing is, too, I know these electric cars, they have that less wear and tear. They don't have as many moving parts. So technically, there is less maintenance. So if you think about it, you're actually probably paying for maintenance that you don't really need. No, but Soda, the 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 program I'm talking about, the insurance and everything is included in that rental. Right, like like uh, Tony Driven Dad, Bud Soda. Yes. Like yeah, he like, rents like he rents a he rents a Tesla. He doesn't pay for the charging. He doesn't pay for the that's all the insurance. It's all included in his five hundred and twenty dollar payment a week. Right. So I'm I'm just thinking kind of like rough math. So. On the low side, I was actually looking at it. It was for we'll say it was four fifty, what four fifty, four seventy per week, something like that. But we'll say on the low side, four hundred per week. So that's twelve hundred per month. I'm just thinking, you know, on an average a car payment, you said on the low side, Gary is what three fifty. We'll say four hundred, so it's somewhere in between. So that that's four hundred. My insurance for one car is one hundred and fifty because I live in New Jersey, and it's so that's five. That's five fifty. Five fifty, and then I I'm gonna I do thirty dollars a day in gas times. I work six days, so that's one hundred and eighty dollars. So what are we up to? Well, you got one, well. Let's let's say two hundred in gas a week. So that's eight hundred right there. In gas, it gets close. It gets close. You're the gas. Once you add the gas on top, it gets very close. Right. That's what so I'm saying. So, so here's my thing. Eight, with the 800, it should be 700 at 175. But so even at seven, though. And well, let, yeah, the, with and seven, you're already paying more. Yeah. Yeah, you're already paying 1250 a month for your current car, or you could be rolling in a Tesla. I don't know. I guess I'm also thinking of like a household like me who has like two cars. <laughs> so you think you already have a car payment on one car and now you're, I don't know. I just don't, I don't know. Well, well that's, that's what I'm saying. If you already have a car payment, like if your car's paid off, you're probably not going to match it, you know, but no. if you already got a car payment or you're thinking about buying a new car and why wouldn't you do this? I mean, you, you literally get all the benefits of, have a car but you don't own it you're not responsible for it i guess i'm also like thinking in my head okay like on the low side as gig workers we all have like what our minimums are so i'm thinking what my minimums are and then taking automatically four hundred dollars away every single week to pay for but you already do that i guess i don't know you just do it daily instead of weekly i know it's a mental thing. If you do it per week and you're like, mm. right. But see, like John, John probably does it like me every, every Sunday I, I sit down and I see how much I spent through the week. I don't do it on a daily basis. So I add up everything I spent for that week. And that includes car insurance and gas and uh car payment, everything that goes towards my car. I calculate up on a weekly basis. I, I don't know. If I'm John seeing some that. crazy well, numbers know, going through this chat there, right now. The, uh, like all the Bud Soda and, and then the truck is 835. See, look, 835 a month for a truck. Like, and then you add on, then you add on the gas that he, he would spend to drive that daily. You can, you can literally drive a, a Tesla. I, I think right now at this point in history, because of that gas price, it makes it a very good argument. I will say that. 
but you can't go get a Tesla right now. That's the biggest problem. But you can too. rent one. You can rent one. Well, that's, that's what you can one. Like, like, see, here's the thing. Yeah. Like, if I go down, if I go down to Florida, I can reserve a Tesla right now. Maybe. Maybe. No, no. The app says I can. Okay. It says it's available, and I can reserve it. Um. Once I get it, I got it. I mean, like, there's no nothing else I got to pay for. And and the thing is, is like, even if I'm a part time gig worker, it doesn't matter because it's linked to my bank account. So if I don't make that four hundred a week to pay for it, they just debit the difference out of my account. Well, so, I think the big thing too is that I think Brandon. if I had that, uh, if I had that test, would you do more? I mean, you know, you have the, you say 200 miles charge a day. You're in a nice car. I mean, part of it is you, you got the great, you feel good about it. So maybe it makes your day where you would usually do eight hours. Now you're doing 10 hour days because you're in a Tesla and you're relaxed. And Right. It um, drives itself, Kim. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you can just sleep, the GPS Kim, you go in the back and sleep. And only some people die from that. So yeah, only some. <laughs> Small I mean, percentage. Sometimes, sometimes they percentage. speed up and crash, yeah. and it's cool. <laughs> hey, and, and I mean, I get where you're coming from, though, Kim. Wherever you think about it, you know, like daily or something like that, or like using your minimums, then you're thinking, well, you know, that's that's half my income. Well, I think the other challenge, but but, too. It, but if you go look at your bank account, you're already spending half your income. <laughs> well, I think, the I think other no matter how we look at car, it, we're all that. spending yeah. our income on the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, we really are. No matter what, I mean, no. Marion has some like lower numbers than the rest of us. I saw she was saying that she's got, you know, she's got her car insurance at. And good, she and, and she's in Chicago, so that's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, I mean, stuff like that's gonna vary. I mean, like, I think my insurance is five hundred something for six months. See, so, these seem like numbers that I remember not too long ago. <laughs> like, okay, two sixty, okay, and then oh yeah, this kind of oh insurance, yeah, not like this three times as much stuff. Yeah, but so. <laughs> yeah, um, luckily I just paid off my car earlier this year, so you know I know yeah. a lot of people go from hey I've got this paid off, time to get a new one. I'm not quite yet. And if I do, like I said, it's going to be something a lot more fuel efficient. Uh, see, that's the thing. Like, I will drive my cars until they until they just need a new motor or transmission because nine out of ten times fixing them is cheaper than getting a forty thousand dollar car. It is. It's like what uh, Dark Road Run Joe says. You know, he's like, just go buy the cheapest piece of junk that has some life left in it, run it into the ground. <laughs> Well, you know, when, when rideshare first started and, you know, or when, when everybody started doing it, you know, 2014, my car was like a $4,000 piece of crap. Uh, oh, see, I had my RAV4 nice. And I mean, I was making so much money. I, I, you know, I still well, well, I, I say piece of crap. I, it wasn't like piece of crap. I'm just saying it wasn't a brand new car. It was, it was a used vehicle. Uh, it, it was a, uh, a Dodge Intrepid. And I mean, I, I drove it and drove it and drove it until it just could not run anymore. And then I sold it to somebody. <laughs> but so how on earth is this? That's, I have a son who lives with me almost full time, like one and a half days a week. He's not here. Like this is like our bells. <laughs> I mean, what are you doing? man? <laughs> 
I mean, that's just crazy, dude. Oh, we, won't, we won't get in the bills. <laughs> oh, it's just crazy, though. That's another conversation for another yeah, day. We've all, had our, we've all had our youth where we may be digging out of holes from our 20s and even to our 30s. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at 2500 I was thinking, man, that's cheap. <laughs> well, <laughs> right, but, I was, but I was adding up all the stuff up top, too. Yeah. I mean, he's got... There's a lot of money going out there. Well, uh, uh, he he's a single man, lives with a roommate, I believe. No kids or a stalker no. or a stalker. Yeah, I guess it could <laughs> just walks stalker. around in the back. So, so I mean, whenever you're single, it's it's cheaper to live. I mean, obviously, and like you know, me Kim, we got. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but if if anybody's willing to take some bills off our hands, we'll send them to you every month. I will send you every single one of them. <laughs> right? This is, I mean, this is just crazy though. What we're all paying. There has to be some light at the end of the tunnel. They're trying to get all of us to buy electric, and then they're going to put gas back down to like two dollars and twelve cents. Well, here, here's since that it was like that was the price of gas, so like just stupid, even like man. a year or two ago. It's like, how did we get here from there? And how did it happen so quickly? It's like. <laughs> and and the thing is like what really makes me mad is insurance is not cross state health insurance car insurance none of that is cross state yeah. <laughs> yeah i saw i can't remember what it was there was something on gas prices and chad chad left a comment that said uh um <laughs> what was it he's like He's like, it's like blue states charge you to live there. I'm like, all states charge you to live there. I mean, Arizona's not a blue state. And I tell you, the gas price feels like a blue state. <laughs> right. But it's like we all pay in our own ways. I say this all the time. Like if you live in Kansas, in the middle of Kansas, your cost of living is probably a, a quarter of mine here in, in Metro Denver. You know, it's yeah. just. It's 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 unreal, you know. Maybe not groceries these days and stuff, but like your house. I mean, you probably have four times the house for less money than I pay here. Oh yeah, I have a lot of friends that lived in Arizona. I'll say a handful of friends that lived in Arizona. You know, had houses out here. Actually, they were renting out here. Moved to Ohio, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, you see the house I got for hundred grand out here?" I'm like, yeah, that'd be about three hundred out here. Yeah, it's, it's insane. Yeah. Um. Well, you guys, uh, do we have anything else to wrap up this week? Or uh, uh, I, I heard Cam's going to auction off her Dr. Pepper cooler. What? Um, never. <laughs> Kim, I saw the cans in it. Did it not fit the leader? No, it didn't. I mean, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Because I saw it when you had cans. I was like, wait a minute. Did it not fit? Okay, it did. This is one of those times where I wish we had the technology where she could just pass me a Dr. Pepper right. through the screen. Like, Wouldn't that be yeah. awesome? <laughs> but she wouldn't. Yeah, but <laughs> see, see, that, yeah, she, like, I'm she sorry, wouldn't. I got four left. Those are all I would be like, oh, oh wait, no, sorry. <laughs> like, oh, it just won't go through somehow. You're just getting rejected. I mean, that's going to make drug deals a simple. <laughs> <laughs> right the ads will little literally just be like want to get hooked on something new right. <laughs> i'm bored 
Why not? Go to this website. Re- re- reach in your TV. Don't even have to go to just reach in your TV and grab it. It'll be like those right. Amazon stores where you just walk in and put it in your pocket and walk out. So, right. Christopher, just real quick, Christopher Taylor said, I'm old. I had to remember when gas was below $2. When I was in high school, it was 79 cents. So, does that make me older? What, <laughs> seven, 79 cents? Yeah, that's what it was when I was in high school. No <laughs> way. You were not older I'm than me. I'm older than you, Kim. Could be a little patient. A little bit. I think it might be. And I grew up in Michigan. We never, I mean, I remember like a dollar ninety-nine. I think that's about a dollar eighty-nine. That's probably the lowest I remember. It was 79 cents. Oh, that and you live in one of those, and you live in one of those weird states like Oregon where you can't pump your own gas. You you know, I I say I've never seen that, but maybe I just (laughs) never noticed it because I just did a quick Google search. And whenever I started driving, gas was 54 cents. See, I told you. No, I'm kind of curious. Like, what did you yeah. search? How much was gas in X, whatever yes. year? Yes, how much gas is in 1995? Did you say where? Well, I say gas prices in Oklahoma. You and I might be the same age. I'm 40. I'll be 42 next month. Okay, I'm older. You're older than me? Yeah. <laughs> you don't look oh, I don't know the gas was that cheap. Oh, I gas was like a dollar <laughs> something. Yeah, I thought it was a, even more than that, but Okay. Maybe well, it, where 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 was you whenever you was sixteen? Lansing, Michigan. Prices. What year? Nineteen eighty uh, eighty-eight. Oh, eight. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you asked. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get us all a number ourselves. Okay, let's see. I'm looking it up right now for you. Nineteen eighty-eight. It was the highest was sixty three cents, what? and the lowest was fifty. I don't remember. I guess that makes sense because I got paid crap too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, I can't remember what minimum wage was. It was like five eighty five. I don't know. Minimum wage, I think, has been seven twenty five ever since I could work. <laughs> so, I mean, I got and I got to say this one last time. I won't say it anymore, but I got to say how proud I am of my son. At the same time, like, wow, you know, he does this lifeguard training. He's fifteen years old. He's a, you know, he's a little behind in age of the kids in his class because he'll be a junior next year. But uh, he, so he, he's fifteen years old. He'll be sixteen in August. Or in September, and he uh, he just got a job. He did the training, and he got a job right away as a lifeguard uh, for eighteen dollars an hour this summer. That's awesome. My first job was in a dish tank. Dollars an hour. I wish I would <laughs> so, get so, when I was a teenager. Oh my gosh! When when, when does he get paid? Um, it's a city job. I'm not. He starts so Monday. He did all his training this week. So oh, I was going to say, has he told you what he's going to buy with his first paycheck yet? It's probably some bills of ours. <laughs> I was going to say, at what point do you start charging them rent? Like, hey, you're a man. You have a job hey, now. Hey, you got to teach some responsibilities at some point, right? <laughs> I'm say, just going to start having a rent. menu around dinner time. <laughs> he's he's going to go up and ask his son, hey, what do you want for dinner tonight? Oh, okay. $12.95. No, I'll just I'll just hand him the bed. What are you doing? The prices on it. I mean, I'll just be like <laughs> See, Steve's gonna mail his own son an electric bill and internet bill. Yeah. 
Like, hey, you got some bills today. Dad, these are handwritten from you. I know. Pay up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> dude, your 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 uh your account's running too high, so I can't give you any more food till you pay it up. <laughs> Steve Steve's gonna go into the the breaker and flip off the breaker and be like, You didn't pay your electricity this month. I don't know to tell you. Yeah, no gambling. <laughs> like, like, why do you have gas? Why do you have lights on this side of the house? Well, this side of the house is paid for. It's a, it's on a different circuit. <laughs> no, but all all jokes aside, I am so proud of him. He's taking it so seriously, and you have to. I mean, for yes, all the people yes. that have said to me, "Oh man, like even Arturo and I were joking that like, oh, he's gonna have such a fun summer tanning and hanging out with girls and all this stuff," and and I'm like, you know, he's taking this very very seriously. Awesome. Yeah, see, I don't think he's gonna be doing all that. Like, like, well, a lot of the pools here kind of are like that, but you have to be on your game too. It's not like just screwing around. Right. Well, I I know whenever we were kids, lifeguards were typically adults, you know, or, or at least mine were. So, uh, you know, but then like my kids, you know, they worked at the local pools and everything. I'm like, what? They even in the training, they told him that they said, most of your problems won't be with kids; they'll be with adults. That yes. sounds about right. right. A, little, a little too saucy. So they're like training him to be like the adults are going to be jerks. Kids will, the kids will listen to you and get out. Like uh, uh, adults suck, right? The adults are going to be like, "No, I'm bigger than you. you. Like I'm older than you." So, but now, it's pretty cool. He's learning all these save techniques and stuff. He's bringing them home to me. I was a Show, big showing He's you. A big swimmer. Is he showing you or asking you or quizzing you? Well, he showed me his bag. His like he's got his hip sack, and then he's got his like medic bag thing, and he's got like uh you know the way that they do CPR now is with like a plastic mask, and then there's some like pumping funnel, right? So that you don't have to be mouth to mouth these days. Um, that makes sense. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that he's got on him, but I mean, they taught they taught him CPR. He knows how to do it if that piece isn't there. Um. You know, in in four days, he learned a ton. You know, the thing is, is he's probably ahead of 95% of adults. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and you know what, man? He went out and got this job on his own. I was suggesting things to him and he's like, I don't want that job. I don't want that job. And I kind of was thinking, that's what every kid says. Just You're going to need to get a job. Go get it. And then he's like, well, I'm going to go get a job as a lifeguard. I was like, okay. And I'm going to go be an aerospace technician so you know what? Like, good for you man they don't hire 15 oh. year olds for that job all of a sudden he came back he's like i got it oh it would have been great if he just walked in and be like suck it and walked away <laughs> put it on a table yeah <laughs> i don't know why i always imagine steve's kid is just like talking mad trash to him all the time probably because of how steve is but <laughs> he you know he is uh He's he's definitely more got the adult mindset for sure. Like he 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 acts like an adult. You know what I mean? He he treats things very seriously. And I like that. Yeah, most of us don't. Well, and a lot of even even a lot of his friends, you know, they're just out to I mean, they want to make some money, they want to do things, but like he's very responsible. I really don't have to I don't know, I don't feel like worried about him too much anymore like i you know obviously when they're little little you just are worried and they grow up and you're worried and i think i've gotten to that place where yeah i still have my concerns but i'm not worried about him he's got a good head on his shoulder he did all this on his own 
See, that's I mean, how you that's how you know that you raised them right though, because you're not worried about them. Yeah. Yeah. But he also told me that they're like shutting down pools in Denver. That's quite part of the reason the the pay went up. Like they're trying to maneuver all these lifeguards who are training to be at the spots that are going to be open. They've had to shut some down because they can't get enough people. Now, a question: Is it a lifeguard or is it a water watcher? It's a lifeguard. Lifeguard. Water watcher. Okay. No lifeguard. Yeah, he got he came home with the shirt yesterday, and yeah, they taught him everything. Yeah, that's um, awesome. But he, uh, yeah, and he's got his certification through the state, like online. He can, he has to, whenever you have to recertify, but he's now certified as a lifeguard. Um, and also he's, we have a lot of year round, like, um, uh, what do you call them? Like uh, indoor pools at like rec centers and stuff that are really mm-hmm. nice. And because he works for Denver now, the city of Denver, he oh, can, wow. he can do that year round. He can be at these, re- and we have really nice ones too. And they also said that now that for some reason, once you're certified, and I think this is really strange, if once you're certified with the CPR and everything that goes with the swimming, you can like teach soccer at some of these with certain age kids, even if you've never played soccer, because if you're, if you've been like gone through the, the training for, uh, um, if you've gone through the training for CPR, then you, uh, you know, you can do all these other jobs. He can work the front desk. He can do everything. So I'm excited to see that. But uh um, it's an awesome first job, especially it shows it shows a lot of responsibility to be responsible for people's lives and well-being. I mean, yeah. it's it's a it's a big undertaking. So I think it's big respect for that, but it definitely a great start to his work history, too. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's year round. So I mean, like when other kids quit at the end of summer, if he wants to keep it up part-time, he can. But uh that said, that was uh that was a little rant of mine. I'm not going to keep bragging about him because I could brag about him all day, but I'm uh, just super proud dad. But um. <laughs> well, we're super proud co-host of your son. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see him make it now. He's got to, you know, he's got to, why are you jinxing Because he won't, he won't. He won't he make won't. it? No, he'll crush it. He'll crush it. Oh, yeah. Like that's a negative thing to say. I'm like, what? Yeah, after everything I just yeah. said. Like, like my son's yeah, awesome. Girl. He's gonna fail. <laughs> <laughs> um but okay, guys. Uh well, thank you for joining us. And oh, I know that they're 50 minutes started, but if you haven't popped over to uh Hannibal and Pedro, I don't even have the link. Hannibal didn't leave it with us, but I know that it's it's the Hannibal and Pedro podcast. That's what it's if I, I'm kind of curious looking at myself here. Hold on, give me a second. I'm about to drop a link for everybody. Yeah, so at least at least pop by, give them a like, you know, say hi. What um, is, give them a Hannibal, give a Hannibal and Pedro raid here. <laughs> Should be that one, I believe. Yes, yeah, I do. Yes, I do, John. I, I stopped in and I stopped in for a second. They were talking about sports, and I'm not a sports person, so. Well, it's not. It's nothing gig economy. That's for sure. <clears throat> no. Fatherhood, mental health, sports, uh, music. So, um, but yeah. Oh, that's right. Hey guys, by the way, um, I want to. I, I did want to pl- uh, plug John's. Um, channel because you know john's channel i've known john for a little bit now good amount of time and uh honestly like there was no content going up for a while and uh, about three weeks back he said to me i'm gonna be putting something up every day you know 
when you hear that from somebody and they haven't been doing it, you you know, you, you're you're hopeful, but you don't know. He has been. Every day he's been putting up a video. Um, so he's kind of, I don't know if you've ever, any of you have ever read John's books. I've only read the one he sent me. He sent my son one too about his one about college, but, uh, um, but you know, his, his books are good and he's working on another, uh, he's working on another book and he will be co-hosting the podcast with me a week from next week. And next Thursday we have uh faith with us here. Dasher pass. She will be back and uh, she's going to make her come back on here. So that'll be fun. She's always a fun time. I like, yeah. I like her. I like her. She's been dealing with some family stuff. She's kind of been out of the scene, but she's going to be on here on here next Thursday and we're going to have a good time. So uh, and of thank course, you. don't forget to check out Kim live on Tuesdays. Oh, right. always, always Kim, Kim live on Tuesdays is like everybody's, uh, you know, everybody talks about family and the community and stuff. I've can, I consider that part of the family community right there, you know, guys. Yeah. I, I love Tuesdays. I love spending time with everybody and really connecting and I have so much fun doing it. So thank you. You, you know, I, I actually enjoy it a lot now that you're using StreamYard and you're letting people join you. Yeah. I, yes. you know, I wanted to find a way that lets people talk to me or say hi. Like it could just even be a simple hello. How are you? You can turn your camera off. Like, I don't care. I just wanted a way that people can actually come and share whatever they want to share, share about their week. And I've been having a lot of fun interacting with so many people and it's, it's, it's fun times. John, what do you got coming up? Man, I've, you know, I've, I got a couple of videos I've been working on and kind of haven't posted in uh, probably close to a month, but I've, had to take a little mental health break, but I got a couple of videos working on and uh, won't say too much, but it's uh, definitely, I think some topics that are be a little bit different, but people should be listening to or interested in. And of course my usual tips and videos on top of that, but yeah, going to do a little bit of a content. Uh, I won't say change up, but a little bit of a expansion, maybe we'll say. Yeah. So for those of you, if you're not subscribed to John, his link is in the show notes already. So you can subscribe to him. His content's great. Um, I don't know. We didn't even really get into some stuff here that Kim started doing shipped, but uh, you know, I guess one last quick question. We don't have to dive in too deep. Is this corner shop still killing it for you or is it? So corner shop, still good orders from corner shop. Still, uh, it's still, still so the corner shop, the volume is still low, but the orders I'm taking, I mean, um, just the other night, like I said, I went out and yesterday it was like a a shorter day, but went out about five o'clock and just between basically, I think I did three or three Uber orders in that one corner shop order earned about $70 just between that it's corner shop being half of that. So corner yeah. shop is still the highest average. It's not the most value, but still the highest average on orders. Yeah. All right. And I, yeah, actually I got that's one of my videos. Actually I put on the list because uh, just talking about their pay model and how I think every gig app should kind of model themselves after corner shop pay model. And when I break it down, I think people will understand why. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, well, uh, it's getting late. So uh, everybody have a good night. Thanks for joining us. We will see you back here next week on the round table. Until then, uh, you'll probably see us all over the place like always. And uh, oh, on Sunday, Gary and I are going to talk about a little bit about the um, um, gig conference thing about housing and just trying to see if like actually putting that together instead of just uh, talking about it till it's too late to do it. (laughs) 
So, um, so we'll be talking about that. So I don't know. You'll see all of us around. Kim posts every day. John's going to post something. Gary and I will be around. So uh, John's posting every day. So everybody check out John's channel. He does a lot. He's not doing uh, like tips and tricks on apps. He's uh, he's he's doing more pieces on mental health and things like that as well. So John's channel is awesome. Yeah, John McKaylin. Well, and yes. both Johns, really. I mean, John John Dash just said too, he's going to be doing some on that con- same content. So um seems like a content that a lot of creators are uh are kind of going to right now because it's a big it's a big thing that's happening to all of us. So anyway, thank you everybody for joining us. Thank you, John, for joining us. Thank you, Kim, for joining us. Thank you, Gary, for joining us, and we will see you back here next week. Have a good one, you guys. Check out, uh, go, at least go give Pedro and Hannibal a thumbs up. Or a thumbs down. Just kidding. <laughs> a thumbs up only. <laughs> good night, guys. Thanks.